I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. What's going on, Travis? We're back again. Hey, pal, it's good to be back on Undesigned in these trying times. It's uh, it's nice <laughs> to have someone to talk to since uh, I've been shut in for, you know, forever. Yeah, seemingly forever. Yes, absolutely. It's always good to talk to you as well, sir. And uh, we're here to talk. That's what we do on this podcast because this is an audio medium. And yeah, you so let's undesign the thing, right? Yeah, I, I rolled a thing, and we're going to undesign it. And that is, let me see if I can, horizontal versus vertical power curves so so is this like algebra what are we talking about here <laughs> it's so funny that in the last episode we were talking about how oh this one requires very little unpacking and explanation yeah, i was so- talking about i was talking about saturday morning cartoons what is this we we were back in the meat of design we're back in the the minutiae that this podcast thrives on that are that the four people who listen to this really enjoy right yeah, and you're so so. Why don't you why don't you talk about what this what this what this is for for a little bit? Tell tell me what what to expect here in our little conversation that's coming. Uh, absolutely. So so let me unpack this concept. Okay. So uh, most role playing games, as we had discussed on a somewhat recent episode, feature some kind of advancement, right? And that advancement moves your character forward, not only generally like in their uh, in their story, but also usually in some tangible measure of capability, mm-hmm, power, yeah. whatever Characters we get say. stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bad guys get stronger. Absolutely. Challenges get more difficult. Yeah. So the question becomes, how much do the characters improve mm-hmm. vis-a-vis the world they are in? Right. Okay. So, so... So let, but, let me let me give you two um, very strict please examples. Please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Give, give, yeah, give it to me. Okay. Let's go with two very simple examples. I'll try to give you some extremes here, all mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, e- example number the first, very vertical. Third edition Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay, yeah. It's always rising. Gotcha. Uh everything is always rising and when you're 17th level Right. You are of such a power in that world that you are like a mover and shaker. You you could fight armies. Right. A, a 70 level wizard is a threat to an entire kingdom's army. Like mm-hmm. you could have yeah. 70 level wizard on one side and, a, you know, 50,000 warriors on the other side. And that's an evenly matched battle. Right. That's a very vertical power curve. Very, very strong. Yeah. OK. And and it's a it's a point that at which most people expect to get to within a campaign. Uh, well, if most people might be tough to say, but yes, I'm going to say most people. Okay, no, I'm, I'm wrong, but that's okay. Hope to okay get to. Hope Recent, to get to. Yes. Yes. Uh, one interesting thing, Trav, that we've never talked about on this, but we'll we'll do it on a future episode is the the D and D Beyond data set. Now that like all the character making and and everything for D and D, there there's some, there is some data available now. Yeah. Yes, has has gone digital. We learned an interesting fact: like the vast majority of characters never get higher than level two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyways, we touched uh, on it, but we but we didn't we didn't we didn't get real deep into it. So we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that in the future. So that's a very vertical power curve. A horizontal power curve can happen in a couple different ways. So either your character increases, but it's in such a way 
that it's very minimal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like an orc. Elder Scrolls game. <laughs> well, hold on, I'll get to Elder Scrolls in a second. Uh, you are getting better than you were, but things are capped. Like you can only take your AC so high. It would be an example, right? Or like there are capped numbers. Yeah, you can only train in something so much, or you can only raise a number so much. And so your ability to grow more powerful than 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 you know the average orc is limited. So like, so there's a plateau. Yeah, we're like, okay, at first level, one orc is threatening to you. When you're like tenth level, an orc is a single orc probably isn't threatening, but if there are like eight orcs. And they jump you. That's very dangerous, still, or something like that, right? That's a very horizontal okay. curve. Okay, that's very. It's very reminiscent of like a Shadowrun kind of thing, where where bullets yes. are always scary, right? Yep. Yep. No, ma- no matter no matter how strong you get, if you get shot at by an AK-47, you're in trouble. Yeah, or if a bunch of grenades start popping or whatever. Yes, that's mm-hmm. absolutely. Elder Scrolls is the other way you can do a a horizontal uh, power curve. Oh, where it's always growing, right? <laughs> yeah, because changes. because the trick is your curve looks like whatever it looks like. Who cares? It can be yeah. anything, right? But the trick the is the curve. the world's curve actually matches yours. Yeah. Hence, you as a point of fact, the delta is completely flat because that's mm-hmm. what we're actually talking about, right? The power curve is a delta differential measure between the the the. The the N here is between you and the rest of the world, right? Obviously, we're not speaking in absolutes, but yeah, it's pretty much that. <laughs> right. So because Elder Scrolls, like you look at something like Oblivion or whatever, where uh, where it just held it basically to zero. Right. Right. Well, I, you know, so those games, well, it, like you you did advance, like if you're if you're if you're say the lowest level, you you would fight a fight a spider or whatever in a cave, and if you were the highest level and you fought a spider in the cave, they're essentially the same encounters, but someone who has, has achieved that highest level has also achieved items and, and uh, extraneous abilities and such. Your basic stats, your basic statistics, however, are essentially going to, to be mathematically similar. Right, right, yep. So, so you and- have 10 hit points at level one and you have 100 hit points at level, at level 10, well, the spider is also going to have 100 hit points at level 10 and 10 hit points at level 1. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, obviously no game is actually perfectly sitting right. horizontal. E- even even something like Elder Scrolls um, isn't sitting perfectly horizontally, and no game is sitting perfectly vertically, right? These We're talking about curves. This mm-hmm. is this is a, a growth curve. And so the the question is just how how much does it bend? What is that delta, right? So, and how important is either one? Like, why? Okay. Which, okay, let me just ask you straight up then, which do you prefer in your games? Absolutely. So this is the, this is the, this is what I wanted to talk about here ultimately, right? Like, okay. is one of these things actually is better, better right? right? <laughs> yeah, and or which one question. do I prefer? I, so, I'm certain it's situational. Like, okay, so, so horizontal, like, okay, if we're just, like, if we just talk about third edition D&D, that's a pretty good game. That's a lot of fun. Um, it starts to fall apart near the end, like yeah. at, at the top end of the curve. Like the yep. game itself kind of starts coming apart at the seams. Yes. Um, and like you're you're able to do things that you shouldn't be able to do thematically within the game itself. You know, like right. the game the game comes unhinged uh, because you have a bailing whale, right? Um, <laughs> For sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, when you're when you're gating in black slot, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the kind of thing that's going on. Yes, like it just breaks reality. It's just like you 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 are reality ripping God at that point. 
Right. Um, yes, famously, third edition kind of broke down around you know thirteenth, fourteenth level. It would start. It would start to come off the rails, right? Uh, and the farther you went, the more it would tend to just just derail completely, right? The tracks right, which were is, long it's gone. Fun, it was fun on paper. Like it was fun to plot out these insane characters and advancement charts and things like that but sure. in practice it felt like garbage right because you the game's just, not about superheroes particularly right there was a well not a, one that yes you're absolutely correct but two there also becomes this weird narrative dissonance that's happening like mm-hmm. because you're still just an adventurer yeah you're still just just the knights of this place <laughs> right, right? But, like, you could just go buy or conquer or kill everyone in a kin- kingdom, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to get to these big, huge, these big, huge events. And and that's something that D&D always kind of fought with and struggled with and has, has had different answers to over time. Like, the game, originally, the game was very much meant to transition once you got to the sort of double-digit levels where you weren't actively adventurers anymore as much. You, mm-hmm. you know, you got into your name right, level. You were supposed you were to retire, to- you know, whatever. Yeah, or become lords, or take on more significant. The curve definitely roles. flattened in the early games, right? Like hit oh, points 100%. instead of like gaining a certain, like, gaining like a certain dice of hit points, you just like went down like one or two per level. Yes, or something like that, which is just hugely different um, than than the third edition model. And armor class had tops and bottoms, right? Yep. Like you, you it was a cap, your your cap actual system. like two hit rolling was was so capped, um, so 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 that you you would reach the top of the power curve where. It, you know, you're going to be Batman versus Captain America, and it's always going to be pretty much an even fight, you know? Absolutely. So it's funny because one of the original things that, that got me interested in this years back was when I was doing a comparison of every edition of D&D. Like, I was sort of doing a an analysis of every edition as to what I thought was the strengths and weaknesses and trying to make full SWAT charts and stuff like that of all the editions for, for a project I was doing. And one of the things that stood out to me as being the strength of second edition was it understood the power of controlled caps and, and forced a more horizontal uh, progression onto the, the, the players that kept them more relevant to the world, right? <laughs> um, the, it, it sort of made them feel less like they didn't just shoot off and become gods, which is often what you would feel like in third yeah. edition when you when you were just ramping to these high levels. And I, I saw that as really a major weakness. Like, yes, you're right. It's neat to be a god. I'll be a naughty god. But like, OK, that just doesn't have the durability. I'm willing to bet most people's third edition games probably never went past level nine. Right. OK. Uh, for something like but this. Why? why? Because they're just they're just became less compelling role to do at that point when you become so distant from the world you're meant to be protecting or inhabiting that you just feel like you're operating in a completely different space if you didn't jump to like some crazy planescape adventure or something right where where okay now we've reset expectations to sort of a different level uh it it just became hard to stay attached Uh, now i will say one of the great strengths of fifth edition is they they actually figured out this trick and they have capped AC and, and all that stuff. Like, those things are hard capped. Right, so we're back to a plateau of sorts. Okay. Yes. And it's a much more horizontal system. And I'll say it feels way better. Even as you get up to high levels, like, yeah, you feel powerful. And, like, sure, you're, you're you know, some orcs don't threaten you. But you are not, like, there is a host of things out in that world that are still highly dangerous to you. Mm-hmm. 
right? That, yeah, that, that, that you should always, there should always be some threat, right? There should yeah. be, there should be some threat to allow for conflict. A, a multitudinous of threats, right? Right. And, and you still don't feel that different from like a normal person you meet on the streets that you've become a different species completely. Uh, so my answer is the, my answer is going to be a standard undesigned answer. Okay. As, as always, Uh-oh. but here's the, here's the answer. I think that the theme or setting kind of tone, whatever those three things synergize together to make mm, dictates, right? Dictates the the power curve. Mm-hmm. L- let me explain. So ironically, okay, Rifts, which is a game that is where the top end is astronomical. Phenomenal is, cosmic power. Is literal gods. Yes. Like the 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 the, the top end You of are the god of a domain. You right. you are the the, the deity. A- at a different level, here's what I actually mean. Hold on, before we even get there, yes, like you can literally make godlings, but <laughs> that's true. But the top end of your foes, of your antagonists, of the movers and shakers of the world are so far beyond. Right. Right. Hundreds so, of thousands of hit points, right? Like, yes. Alien <laughs> intelligences, the entire mechanoid race that are threats to other gods, mm-hmm. right? To really, like, to Poseidon and Zeus and these things, that the ancient are, gods. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the ancient insane. gods that are yeah. that are threatened by these other things that are even scarier than them, right? Uh, like the top end of what's in the Rifts world is my is madness. But the right? advancement doesn't seem it's flat. Like, it's, it's super very flat. very flat. It's yeah. You like if you're level one or you're level fifteen, you're pretty much the same guy. Right. Or, or gal. Whatever. Or, yes. Uh, like, toaster. I mean, you could be anything in this game. Mini Monkey Super Spy. Sure. Mini Monkey Super be. Spy was a great character in one of my campaigns. Yes. Yes. So, like, the, the progression is often in that game quite flat, which is hilarious because of the super high top mm-hmm. end. I think in those. I love that, though. I yeah. love it because you can just jump right into the good stuff. Like, you don't have to. Like, you can be a super, super spy mini monkey. And go do your thing immediately. Like, you don't yeah. have to, to work your way to get to that point. You can start at the best part of the story as opposed to building to the best part of the story if you want. I, I agree. It's just, like, it's interesting because in that case, it's actually beneficial because the game is so broad in what it allows players to be. It kind of keeps you in an operational band, right? Like, yes, yes you're going to get better, but you're in this band of play. And Rifts absolutely has these bands of play, right? Where it's it like... It certainly helps to, ha- to, to, to enact those bands of play, at least. But I think the intent was to create those bands, yes, where, where it's like, this is this range of power that you should be at for the campaign. Right. Now, ironically, I think a game like that would be a good game to implement a Skyrocket system on, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but... One where where you didn't have such a broad sweep of options, right? Where it was so, more limited. So something more like Heroes Unlimited. Yes, yes. Superhero games are another example where I think you can you can run the ramp like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like Batman Year One is still and and like largely as he was portrayed in the in the the cartoon show can still get conked on the head by a by a thug and right. get knocked and unconscious, just he's out. And, yeah. and, and he's out. Batman Justice League Unlimited can stand you know ultra can, can, competent yes yes toe to toe with gods absolutely he will he will outsmart dark side and just like you know 
yep. he's playing at a whole other level at that point, right? Uh, and so, like, that's a ramp. Superman's a ramp, you know? Uh, th- I think those, like, those super, super duper superhero games or crazy out there sci-fi galaxy-spanning adventures, mm-hmm. you know, gods and monsters and ancient intelligences and things that just are 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 uh, th- existential threats to entire solar systems, galaxies, whatever. I think those a ramp really makes sense there. I think horizontal works better on something like gritty games, fantasy games, uh, even sci-fi that is meant to be more technical. So here's an example: Battletech, Battle Star Trek. Right? Yeah. If you were going to be in the Star Trek world. Yes, you would expect to advance, like you be- to become more competent at doing your engineering or your medical skills or or your diplomacy or or whatever, right? But the range is still within the scope of humanity, right? Right. At no point does Picard go Super Saiyan and and float out of the ship and punch the the Romulan warbird into a submission. I mean, right? I would watch that episode, but but you're right. Yeah, that doesn't really happen. Yes, and and that's the. You know, that's the kind of ramp we'd be talking about in, in Whereas a high. Whereas the, 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 the story universe of Star Trek has has a much broader sense, right? Like it goes way up. Right, right. There absolutely. are things like Q as villains. Yeah, absolutely. Who is the ultimate power. Yes. Uh, I, the, I do not remember the name of the episode, but there was the episode where they discovered the couple living on a planet all by themselves and seemingly yes. the rest of the planet was devastated. Yep. They were fine. And they learned like the backstory of that being and what he is capable of right yeah and what he did and when he was angry like those are the kind of things that exist in this world or just even the beings you meet in literally the pilot and encounter at farpoint right uh so yes i mean there there is it is humanity dealing with these these vast powerful things and yet still having to scope of the game is very very narrow yeah right uh, survive by their wits as it were so my answer is I think that the the reason I wanted to talk about power curve was because I think when you structure advancement in your game you know if you're if you're designing a game you have to think really deeply about this. Yeah, you need to think think about it first otherwise you're going to end up with third edition Dungeons and Dragons. Exactly. Your game your game's just going to fall apart at some point whether whether it's because you flattened it too much in a game that needs to not be flat like if you made a superhero game and it's super flat you're going to have a problem. Um and, but but if you have you know like a like a high fantasy game and it's just it's just ramp 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 ramp, you're gonna have a huge problem too. So you gotta really put a lot of thought into into how you're gonna you're gonna devise your system. Absolutely, and you know I remember, you know I remember a third edition character I had that quite literally like he was a necromancer and I a pale master to be specific, and I quite literally had an entire undead party working for me. Like I had my own party. I had a ghoul rogue. I had. But they like, were all leveled and such, right? Like they all leveled. Me. Yes, yeah. all leveled. I had multiple white fighters. I had a mummy cleric. I had a vampire wizard. I had my own party following me around. And when it was my turn, I would have to resolve the actions of six characters. I mean, that's nuts. That's awesome, but that's nuts. Like that would be so disruptive. Yeah, I mean, I really worked hard to make sure it was. I, I resolved everything fast. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I had yeah. to be a responsible player. Uh, but I mean, ultimately it was, it was nonsensory, right? Like that was just crazy town. So, uh, so what I'll say is I think that when you look at stuff like this and you want to like to make this very real, my answer would be the things we've talked about, use the things we've talked about as guides. So if your game is such that 
the players within it should be operating at a relatively constrained band. Think Star Trek. That's such the easy example, right? Uh, you know, Jordy becomes a more competent engineer over the course of the show, but he's just a more competent engineer, you know? Yeah, he, I mean, he, the, his big change is where he gets some cyber eyes, right? Like, that's his big yeah. change. He, he can see again. Right. Uh, the... If, if that's what you're aiming at, then you want to focus on sort of minimal progressions, things that advance more stuff like skills in a very limited, controlled way where you're forced to focus, right? You can't just take one advancement and suddenly be better at a thousand things, right? You have to, you move in incremental stuff. Like if I was thinking Star Trek, it'd be like you, you're focusing in, you take a focus on like warp field technology or something like that you know what i mean like okay i'm getting better i know more about this thing i can do more with this specific thing but it's very limited right you want to think more about stuff like caps having you know artificial constraints in the system that say this is just the top right uh because that will keep everything within a band and of course you have to keep in you always have to keep in mind your 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 advancement objectives you know and how, not, not not only how high does your curve go, but what the the width of your curve and how how quickly yep. you reach each of those points on your curve. Yeah. So all all good things to think about, I think. Yeah, and I think if you're trying to be very vertical, if you are trying to make like the the to space get, there, get really game. high. Yeah. Yeah. Or by the way, this is more or less every well everyone that I played. This is most like Japanese RPG anime style things where you start and you're like around a local town fighting slimes or something and then at yeah, the yeah. end of the game suddenly you're, you're over nine thousand. yeah man yeah you're just like unleashing world destroyer spells and you know using swords of ancient power yeah like the that's I, probably a pretty quick curve yeah like fantasy star 2 is maybe the best example of this because you do circle around and actually fight a bunch of normal people at the end <laughs> and you just like take them to the cleaners by the time you're done fighting, you know, this sort of ancient God at the end of the game. And uh, like those ramps are super vertical ramps. So if that's what you're trying to make, if you're trying to make like that, you know, JRPG style game where you start local and small and you grow to like epic proportionary power, uh, then you want a huge vertical ramp. You do want every advancement to be impactful, to be large, to be, touching multiple subsystems yeah. at once yeah making you better at fighting and skills and 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 right all be all because you advance a level or an increment or a whatever yeah so i think that's that's how i think about that i mean i'm in agreement and i think i think we've pretty much covered the topic so i'm gonna call it uh horizontal vertical horizontal uh horizontal versus vertical power curves undesigned Undesigned. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, leave us a rating or review uh, on, on your podcast service of choice, especially iTunes. That's very helpful for finding other people. Find the podcast. There's an email down below. If you've got questions or anything for us, please feel free to reach out. Give us a shout. We always appreciate that. But as always, thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.